Today on the show, we're talking last night's wild Lucas finish at Ocala, new paint for Donnie Schatz, plus news from Terre Haute, the Extreme Outlaws, and more. Let's go. Today is Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Before we get into the show, today's episode is supported by our friends at Rotoron. Rotoron is your one-stop online RC speed shop. From hand-tuned motors to electronic speed controllers, batteries, tires and wheels, and everything in between, uh, Rotoron has you covered with hundreds of hand-picked RC items from the best brands in the business. If you order by 2 p.m. Central Time, your parts will ship that same day. That's how fast Rotoron is. As a bonus for my Dirt Tracker audience, use code DIRT10 at checkout and get 10% off any order of $50 or more. So pop over to Rotoron.com, grab some RC parts, and use code DIRT10 at checkout. Speed Weeks for the Lucas Oil Lay Model Dirt Series continued last night at Bubba Raceway Park, and we had a wild end to the 40-lap feature. Brandon Shepard led the field to green, but second starting Tim McCready was quickly to the lead at the start. McCready officially led all 40 laps, but through the race was never really able to get away from second running Devin Moran. Cautions kept McCready out of a ton of lap traffic, but Moran stalked him throughout the race. Things got good though with just a few laps remaining. Moran got rolling on the top and was able to reel the 39 in, and then coming to the white, McCready didn't get a good drive off of four on the bottom, and Moran had good momentum in to turn one from the top side. He threw a big slider at T-Mac and cleared him, but McCready had to get on the brakes hard to keep from running into the nine car. Down the backstretch, Moran was then able to get away and had a decent advantage into turn three. Moran again went high with McCready on the bottom, but both drivers screwed up. T-Mac actually missed the bottom and slid up on exit while Moran got over the cushion in four and actually got pretty sideways, and the two cars met on corner exit and made pretty big contact. McCready was able to take the hit and keep rolling, and he beat Moran back to the line for the victory. Moran settled for second, Shepard was third, Mark Whitener finished fourth, and Ricky Thornton Jr. completed the top five. Afterwards, both drivers admitted they screwed up in the situation, and they are absolutely good with each other. There was no fireworks between the two. Moran told Michael Rigsby that he should have went low into three, which was his first mistake. And so in the end, not going low, and then the mistake in four over the cushion let the win slip away from the Ohio driver. There's definitely no ill intention from either guy. I think just a racing deal, and neither of those guys race that way. And it's pretty clear what happened if you watch the replay. And I don't know about you, but I love watching McCready get interviewed. He's become sort of this kind of grizzled veteran. He's just very matter-of-fact in his answers. Uh, very much a throwback driver. It's just fun to watch him uh, talk about stuff after these races. The victory was his first of the season, and with four Lucas Knights complete, he's now second in the standings to Moran. As for Devin, he and Wiley continue to have that Longhorn chassis tuned up. They won the opener last Thursday and haven't finished worse than second. He was also in line for a good finish at Volusia in the Outlaw opener before he caught the infield wall during the feature and finished 22nd. I got asked in my YouTube comments yesterday about the possibility of Devin uh, running the full Lucas schedule, and I don't think that's probably going to happen. Uh, those guys have made it pretty clear here in the last year or so that they're not really interested in running for a championship with the series. 
Uh, and I think even if they leave Speed Weeks with the points lead, you won't see them stick around Lucas. They were basically second in the standings last year, uh, leaving Speed Weeks. They were, they were technically third, but everybody knew Overton wasn't going to stay, so they would have been second. Uh, and they didn't stick around last year either. So don't expect Moran to be a full-time Lucas driver. Last night was also a nice bounce back for Ricky Thornton Jr., Kyle Bronson, and Ashton Winger. All of those guys picked up top 10s after disappointing weekends at Golden Isles. A couple of guys still looking for some speed down south include Brian Shirley and Josh Richards. Shirley didn't transfer from the B-Main at Volusia, and his best finish so far through the four Lucas races is 23rd on Saturday at Golden Isles. Richards hard charged from 21st to 7th on the opening night at Golden Isles, but has had multiple incident or but had multiple incidents at Volusia and finished 19th. And over the last three Lucas races has finishes of 27th, 26th, and 20th. Hopefully things go a little better for those guys tonight. Looking ahead, the series will be back at Bubba tonight. They'll then take Wednesday off and then move over to Alltech starting on Thursday. The DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula was victorious last night, picking McCready for the win, and it likes him again tonight. I just missed out by choosing Moran, so both me and the formula have one win and five misses so far. I'm going to pick Moran again tonight just because that nine car is just on a rail right now. If you want to watch, the action is again live on Map TV+. I've been showing you some of the paint schemes for the different drivers as they've been released so far, and yesterday it was Donnie Schatz and TSR dropping their 2022 scheme for the Outlaw season. Last year it was silver for Schatz and the 15, but this year brings yellow, black, and red with advanced auto parts on the wing and Ford Performance on the side. It's very much reminiscent of those kind of past Parker Store and Armorall schemes uh, that we've seen on Schatz's rides. Definitely a departure from last uh, few years for that squad, but I definitely like it. I think it will stand out nicely in the field. We're about nine days out from the Outlaw opener at Volusia during Dirt Car Nationals. Announced yesterday, the Terre Haute Action Track in Indiana will have new promoters this season as Scott Ronk and Bernie Stubgen are taking over the famed half mile. Uh, Ronk owns Chalk Sticks and Schroeder torsion, uh, torsion Bars, and Stubgen is obviously Indy Race Parts and those familiar 71 Sprint Cars. The duo is already planning improvements for the facility, including a new guardrail system all the, uh, all the way around, like you'll find at Knoxville. Uh, plus, they're going to make some restroom and concession updates. Ronk and Bernie are taking over the promoting of the track from Track Enterprises. Haven't seen a full schedule for the track yet, but USAC will be there four times this year, once with the Silver Crown cars and then three appearances by the Sprint cars. You can find more on the announcement over at USACRacing.com. The Extreme Outlaw Sprint Car opener is getting closer, and the series tweeted out yesterday that Logan Seavey will begin this season with them at Volusia coming up. Seavey is driving the Baldwin 5 car again this year, and he was formidable in 2021 in that car, picking up four wins and 20 top 10s in 30 USAC starts. I'm guessing we'll see quite a few of those USAC guys come over to Volusia before they go to Bubba the next weekend for the USAC opener. So far, uh, the full-time, actually, is it? It might be the sprint car opener might be before the weekend. I'm not sure. I'd have to check that. Anyway, either before or after for the USAC guys for Volusia. So far, the full-time sprint car field will include Chad Baseflug, Jason McDougall, Chase Stockin, Landon Simon, Shane Cockrum, Zach Dom, and Mario Clauser with the Extreme Outlaws. It also sounds like we could be adding Corey Schutte to that list soon. Schutte was the 2021 USAC MWRA champion, and he, has, uh, he and his John Sawyer racing team are eyeing a full-time run with the series. Shooty has made six USAC National Sprint Car appearances over the last two years with a best finish of 14th. 
That happened twice at 34 Raceway in 2020 and last year at Bubba Raceway Park in February. The addition of Shooty would make it eight full-timers for that series. If you want to keep tabs on the new non-wing series from World Racing Group, make sure you're following at Extreme underscore Outlaw on Twitter and at Extreme Outlaw on Instagram. The season opens February 14th at Volusia. The All-Stars get their season started this coming weekend at Sonoya Raceway in Georgia. We'll get into that a few uh, in a few days. Uh, but the series did announce yesterday they have moved Saturday's program up in the day. The driver's meeting will now start at 3.30 p.m. Eastern with hot laps at 4.30. It's supposed to be a little chilly when the sun goes down there on Saturday, so I'm sure that's the reason for the move. And I know a lot of you will be stoked that this is probably my last uh, iRacing update for a little while, but the 10-race iRacing World of Outlaws World Championship and the $10,000 were on the line last night at the virtual dirt track at Charlotte. Cameron Merriman entered the night's feature with a 15-point advantage over Alex Bergeron for the title, and things were going his way come feature time. Merriman was able to lock down a front-row starting position while Bergeron was back in ninth. The way things worked out, if Merriman finished fifth or better, no matter what anyone else did, he'd win the championship. Once green, we had a three-way battle for the lead between Merriman, Blake Majulis, and Hayden Cardwell early on. But following an early caution, Merriman threw a slider at Majulis and was able to take control of the race. Past halfway, Bergeron tried to get into the fight, working his way to fourth, but right before 10 laps to go, he caught the wall and it ended his move forward. Out front, unlike the previous two races where mistakes ended his late bids for the wins, Merriman held on for the duration. The win in the finale was his first of the season, and it was a good time to do it. It secured him that championship and the $10,000. Behind Merriman in the race, Cardwell finished second, Majulis third, Bergeron fourth, and Evan C. completed the top five. James Edens, who was the other championship contender, finished sixth. This was season five for the World of Outlaws on iRacing, and Merriman is the first American to win the championship. The inaugural title was won by Australian Tim Ryan, and then the last three were won by Bergeron, who's Canadian. So that's it. The 2021-22 iRacing World of Outlaws season is complete. Uh, we had some great racing through the 10 rounds, and congrats to Cameron Merriman on the championship. There are two shows on the streaming schedule today. Mav TV Plus has night two of the Lucas Late models from Bubba Raceway Park, and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with those links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.